0: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today.
1: Sanders, he's a release,
0: but is by Pick six to the Browns. There it is. The only Takitaki. Taki. Anthony Foley is a sharp producer, and he will find uh, the Takitaki song. We've got to play the Takitaki taki song. It's on YouTube. It's right. It, that's how it's called, Takitaki, T-A-K-I, T-A-K-I. T-A-K-I-T-A-K-I. The artist is called Ozuna. I don't know if it's with a Z or with an S, but it's called Takitaki. Taki. I had to put it on, uh, on my live game broadcast. We had to find it. It's a big hit, Spanish radio. So our Spanish broadcast today, we we had to uh, kind of cut the tears with a, a little, with some laughter uh, with the Taki Taki song. We'll get uh, some more audio. We'll get Doug Peterson in a minute. But let's get Fierro in here because uh, I it, it's, I don't know if the answer is now or later. Nick Fierro, the Allentown Morning Call. Uh, but Nick, something's got to get done, and I don't know, and I know you guys pressed Peterson today on whether it's time now uh, to sit Carson Wentz. But the way the way this thing is going, Nick, this team, and I know you – I, I got to give you credit. You have not been afraid to say that this team could lose out. And I'm not talking about until they get to the last two games, these five non-conference, non-division games. This team could lose out all the way. The, the Dallas and Washi- Washington are not going to be easy games. This is bad. This – as Derek Coleman once said, the ship be sinking. Nick? Yeah? What do you think? It is. <clears throat> it's halfway down already.
1: I mean, you know, the the, the, the bottom uh, end of the ship is sticking up, and uh, uh, they got to do something. I mean, uh, it, uh, abandoned ship. I mean, but, um, yeah, it's bad, and I think it's time for a change. I think most people are – that's why he was – Doug Peterson was asked about that uh, a couple times in the press conference. Uh, he sort of shot all that down, but um, it's not an unfair question to ask right now. And uh, as a matter of fact, it, it's it's uh, I think it might be unfair of Doug Peterson to to, to stick with uh, uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, he's not he wasn't the only reason they lost today. I mean, he had a lot of help. It wasn't all his fault. I mean, he's played worse, but you know, uh, it was a crime against pro. I, the way I wrote it was it was a crime against pro football today, and Carson Wentz was certainly complicit in it. And for that reason, and, and, you know, mostly for that reason that the quarterback is the most important player, you know, you have to make a change there. You have to see what your second-round draft pick, Jalen Hurts, can do. And uh, what do they have to lose at this point? Um, You know, it's not like a knee-jerk reaction. Um, You have a quarterback who's leading the league in turnovers, who's who's absorbed the most sacks in the league. Um, He's been at the bottom of every statistical category. And now they're not winning games. It was one thing when they were winning games anyway. Um, you know, no reason to, to move to move on from a quarterback when you're when you're coming out on top. But now they've lost two in a row. They've scored 17 points in a row. Uh, you know, two games in a row. You're not going to win too many games in this league scoring 17 points, um, especially when your offense is giving up nine points or ten points or whatever it was today. Uh, it was nine points. They gave up the uh, touchdown and the safety. Um, so. Uh, you know they have to keep they have to do something here Um, but everything is coming into play here and it's really going to get ugly I think it's going to get worse before it gets better because the whole power structure of the Eagles is really coming into play you probably already talked about it
0: no I Um, haven't really gotten into that so yeah please uh,
1: yeah Doug um, was asked about if he did make the change if they did feel the need to make the change uh, would it be his call or would he have to you know would some other parties have to be involved and he never answered the question he just had a long pregnant pause and that's when he went into saying well I think that uh, changing the quarterback would be sending the wrong message it would be saying that the season is over etc cetera, etc cetera. you've already played that soundbite I'm sure but um well we're we're the, about to you you you,
0: you you you've been my first sound bite tonight but Anthony do we oh, have okay. do we have that ready let's play it for everyone so they can they can know exactly what Nick is talking about here's Doug Peterson hey Doug is uh is
1: Carson Wentz gonna start next week yes no no question yeah, about starter. it okay uh, yeah, no th- this thing that. came These along later. The, the question came along a little later in the, right. in the press conference, and I think it was by Jimmy Kempsky, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the question was, if you can find it, I think it's probably about halfway through, maybe closer down to the the, the end. That um, you know, if he did feel the need to make a change, would it be his call?
0: Yeah, I, I remember hearing it live. Anthony. But Anthony will find it for us. Um uh, uh, what's your that, opinion? That was
1: really telling. Well, me.
0: what's your opinion, Nick? That can can Peterson at this point? Make a call like that on his own? I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I really don't. I don't think any of the calls that have been made on this team have been by him over this past year. I mean, think about it. We heard from him after the season on a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it was that not only were uh, Carson Walsh and, and Mike Rose staying, but they were doing good jobs. The next day they're gone. And then uh, I, I believe that the coaches that they hired, um, you know, I don't know how many of those were his calls. Or if any, yeah. we we have Gambieros. the audio. Now, here's, okay. here, here's
0: the exactly what Nick was talking about. I believe it was Jimmy Kemsky, uh that asked the question, Doug Peterson postgame. Does he sound like a coach that's nearing the end of his rope personally, Nick? Yeah,
1: I think so. And, uh, and I think that um, I think regardless of what happens uh, the rest of this season, you know, whether the Eagles win a couple games and get into the playoffs or they lose out and don't get in. Um, he's got to make a play like Chip Kelly did at the end of his two seasons. Like, hey, look, you don't necessarily have to move Howie Roseman out of his office into some room closet somewhere, but you got You have to assert your authority somehow to get at least get control back of the 53-man roster, which he never had in the first place, actually. And you have to be able to make calls, even on defense. I believe that if Doug Peterson had control of this roster, we'd have better cornerbacks right now. Um, and and I think that um, you know I, I think we might have seen uh, Jalen Hurts already, and and I think he's got to get clearance from above to do anything like that, including hiring and firing his assistant coaches, and uh, and even even who plays tackle. I mean I thought it was just a disgrace the way it was handled with Jason Peters uh, in the preseason, uh, with him going into his office and Doug choosing to announce it that way. Saying that Jason walked into my office today and told me that I'm going to be playing left tackle, and Doug phrased it, said it, talked about it like it was a good thing. <laughs> I just couldn't. That that whole thing really just resonates with me still. Um, I I don't know that uh, for a guy who's won a Super Bowl, he's got less power, I think, than any coach um, in NFL history. Yeah, no, it, and, it, it, um, it does seem and, that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so this has got to stop, and and I think that if he if he wants to, he should be. They're free to, to make the change if he wants. And I think he needs to make the change. You know, starting yesterday.
0: Offensive line today was just absolutely terrible. Can you imagine, Nick, if Miles uh uh if, if the Cleveland Miles <laughs> had played yeah. today, uh the leader in sacks in the NFL? I mean, it Wentz has been bad, but on top of that, he's taking a beating, an absolute beating, and he's under pressure on every play. If Miles Garrett would have played today, who knows how bad it would have been?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Jason Peters played so poorly that uh, we were asking Doug, you know, whether he was benched or whether he came out because of an injury, because nobody was quite sure. Uh, Doug said it was because Peters took himself out because he was hurt, but um, you know, uh, and
0: maybe the injury was part of that. He looked but, like a ballet dancer. He was, he was, it was a revolving door of guys going around Peters.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, he looked like like Antoine Davis at his worst, and and at his worst, that was pretty bad. Uh, that's about the only thing I can think of, a big, strong guy who can't get his hands on anybody. And that's that's what Peters is right now, and uh, he's overmatched. I mean, uh, you know, they had my lot, my lot had played, on, ended up playing on both sides in this game. And they were just, uh, you know, they were really swamped, um, you know, all hands on deck. And they weren't able to finish the game, you know, with Peters or Lane Johnson. And... Um, you know, during the game, Kelsey went out. Now, this could be a problem, too. The elbow? Kelsey came back in and played. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm halfway expecting tomorrow them to, to come out and announce that he's got some kind of season-ending injury with a torn something or other, and he might not be able to play, you know, whether he wants to or not. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. And uh, and if that's the case, is Jarega going to be the guy, or are they going to move, uh, you know, somebody like Herbig in there? Herbig was kept on the team last year, basically as the backup center. He did a better job anybody else and they kept him on the team. And then he ended up starting this year. Well, now he's lost his starting job. He's, he's not only fallen behind prior on the depth chart, but he's fallen behind Sue Opeta. Uh, and I just don't get that all in the period of two weeks, Herbick falls two spots on the depth chart. And so, you know, I don't know who, who ends up playing center there. They also drafted Jack Driscoll who ended up in the game, you know, at tackle with, with the idea that Driscoll might be able to be a guy who could end up replacing Kelsey, And maybe that comes sooner rather than later. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting tomorrow uh, to see uh, the fallout that comes from today and all that. But, yeah, their offensive line's a wreck, and it it was worse at the end of the day than it was at the beginning. It's not turning in the right direction.
0: There was one play on the second interception where Alshon, who is, you know, your tall receiver, the guy that you're supposed to throw it up to and let him go get it, And, Nick, he jumped, he leaped for the pass, and he was already done with his leap with his feet back on the ground when the ball went over his head.
1: Yeah, that was a real bad look for the Eagles all the way around. Uh, First of all, that was the first time, that, like I said, that was the first time they threw at him all game. You're throwing at him in that situation, and then he makes that half-hearted effort. And it almost looks like he did it intentionally. It did. But any, yeah, I mean, like, it just just to blow the, the thing. Because he could have, you know, to me, also Jeffrey's a guy that in his heyday catches that pass 101 times out of 100. I wrote that, too. He, he makes it every time. Or at the very least, there's no interception there. But that was just uh, no resistance at all. He seemed disinterested. And why, you know, and I asked Carson about this in the press conference. That was my question to him. Um, was that a case of just not having chemistry with a guy who basically missed he missed the, the first eight games of the season, and he's slow to work back in there? And do you give him any kind of words of encouragement? And Carson's words were, um, yeah, we're just not on the same page here yet, and we have to work through some things. Uh, he wasn't maybe expecting it. Uh, I, he was kind of a diplomatic. But why are they playing Alshon Jeffrey? I don't get why it. Why is he even still in the building? Uh, look, nothing against us. <laughs> He, they, he shouldn't even be in the building, mm-hmm. you know, much less playing in a crucial situation when they have a chance to to go down and make it a one-score game. Uh, you know, it, 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 with a point on the clock where they can get the ball back and, and score again. You know, had he come down with that pass, they might have had a good chance of pulling that game out. Um, you know, when he didn't come down with it, and the other guy did, that was the end of the ball yeah, game. It was it. and yeah. uh Yeah, it was brutal. It, it should have been pe- attempted in the first place, and then it was just a half-hearted effort. Why is Austin Jeffrey even in the game there? I don't get it. You know, I don't get why Devontae Maddox is playing cornerback still. I yeah. don't get why a lot of guys are well, – you know, I don't get why the, Jason Peters is in playing. In the last still. three
0: weeks, I've seen about three running backs or receivers or combination of both do uh, Olympic hurdle leaps over Devontae Maddox. And the latest one today was Nick Chubb. I yeah. it, 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 I I don't know what his his – his, you know, a form of tackling, is is that the problem? But does he lower his shoulders too early? But guys <laughs> just seem to leap right over him, Nick.
1: Yeah, him and uh, uh, I think um, uh, Rodney McLeod, too, missed a tackle that way, too, yeah. uh, going in low. Um, yeah, uh, those guys were good. But I'll say this, uh, up to that 54-yard run that Chubb had, they were doing a really good job on those running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, at one point, they both had negative yardage. um and uh, when Chubb, and I'll give credit, too, to uh, to Joe Osman. I mean, Osman got stiff-armed, and he was the guy that was on the ground. He should have had the guy down, you know, right. uh, for like a four-yard gain. It ended up being a 54-yard gain. But if you remember, I'll give Osman credit. I mean, he was on the ground. The guy was past him. Osman still ended up making the tackle on that play. Now, the only reason was because, you know, the uh, Chubb got slowed down by traffic up ahead, and but Osmond just, you know, got back up and started yeah, least, down the field the and jumped on him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'll give him credit for that. They, they're still playing hard, um, even though they're coming up short and they're doing some stupid things and they might not—they might be deficient. But Osmond is a guy who wouldn't even be on the field if it wasn't for Vinny Curry being on the reserve COVID list.
0: Unacceptable, in my opinion, that Carson Wentz at this stage, number one of his career, and at that stage of that game, take a safety in the end zone. Uh, what's going yeah. through his head there, Nick?
1: Uh, good question. Good question. I don't know. It it wasn't, he didn't have a lot of time, but the ball still could have come out. there. It wasn't like he was overwhelmed and somebody. It was a jailbreak. It wasn't one of those, uh, the ball, you know, you have a chance to come out, but then again, I'm thinking, well, is it the worst thing in the world to get a safety there? Because the way that the way it was going with that game, uh, it looked like they were going to end up punting out of the back of their end zone. And it was going to be maybe seven the other way. At least they take two here and have a chance to push the ball closer um, to the Cleveland end zone. It didn't really work out that way because the free kick was really botched, and uh, there was a big return to midfield. And next thing you know, the, the Browns had the ball back in really good position again. But
0: um, he's got to get rid of the ball
1: there. It, it's got to get he's rid of the ball, and, and it was ball. another. It was so the fact is, it was another bad game another by game. Carson Wentz, yeah. uh, who leads the league in turnovers, uh, leads the league in sacks taken, and every other thing. I mean, he's he's, he, the, he's the worst every... quarterback
0: in the league right now. He's the uh, yeah, worst. Yeah.
1: He worst starting quarterback. Yeah. Man. And, and if he was benched, he'd be one of the worst backups. Um, yeah, he, I, I the time has come. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, uh, and, and I think that Doug Peterson has to be, be given the power to make that decision. And if they come out this week and Jalen hurts is the, the new starting quarterback, I'm just still wondering who ends up making that call. Who would have made that call. But, um, Regardless, they have to make they have to figure it out, get their heads together. However, the power structure is there, really goofy, but they have to figure this out and make a change and see what they have. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be permanent. Um, You know, if uh, if Hertz comes out and you know lays an egg and and he's just awful and they you know uh, they they can't do anything with him, well they can always go back to Carson Wentz. I mean, they're they're stuck with him for the next few years here. He can't go anywhere. So, you know, it's not like uh, they have to get rid of him. They can't even get rid of him. So, but they have to see what this guy can do. And let's say he turns out to be okay, and, and they win a few games with him, And um, but they feel good about Carson going into next year or something happens, they can always uh, turn around and flip hurts uh, for a draft pick. But, you know, you have to see what the guy can do. And I think he's a real dynamic athlete with, uh, I think, an even higher upside than Carson Watts right now.
0: It's going to be an interesting week. And then we'll wrap up the Thanksgiving weekend with the Monday nighter. By that time, either Dallas or Washington will have their fourth win, unless there's an un you know not an unexpected uh, tie on Thanksgiving Day. But one of those two teams, Nick, is going to be you know four and seven, and the Eagles have yet to beat Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. So yep. this uh, this this is going to be a big week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, by the time they get to Dallas. The second to last week of the season, the game might be meaningless. Yeah,
0: no, oh, you're right. You're <laughs> we were absolutely trying right. to
1: run through the scenarios last week, but things have changed. I, I, you know, it could very well be that they could be in last place yeah. by the time they get to that game.
0: And this, uh, that Dallas win today at Minnesota, as unexpected as it was with Andy Dalton, that could be a springboard for that Dallas team. They could go on a mini run here if they beat the Red. And I, I'm talking about an NFC East mini run. Uh, to get to the top of that division, they they uh, they've beaten the Giants, so they right now they have the tiebreaker over the Giants, uh, do the Cowboys, uh, but when you look at that, that that Cowboy roster, the defense not that impressive, but hey, they turn around beat a hot Viking team today in Minnesota, they turn around play Washington on Thanksgiving Day, and then they've got ten days to prepare for their next opponent. Look out, here comes the team with the star on the helmet, Nick. Yep,
1: yeah, it's not over till it's over, yep. and. Um... Yeah, anything could happen in this East. I'd say all four teams, it wouldn't surprise me if any team came out on top at this point. Yeah. And uh, so suddenly the Eagles aren't looking like a team that they could do it. I, I really don't have a lot of faith in them winning unless they make a change. And even then, who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Jalen Hurts is a savior. He might turn out to be worse. But uh, if they continue on this path and keep throwing Carson Wentz out there, they're not going to be winning too many games, if any. Uh, uh, they don't look like they can win games with him anymore. And he's certainly not the kind of quarterback who could strap the team on his back no, that's for and sure. carry them through tough times. That's not going to happen. He's a quarterback who is in that second tier at yeah. best. The kind of guy who, if you put a good team around him, like an Eli Manning or something, you can win a Super Bowl or two. But that's it. That's all you're going to get yeah. from Carson Uh you're never going to get that superstar again. He's no, not going to I be think, an MVP. Yeah,
0: we we saw that in uh, in 2017, and we won't see that again. Nick, have a happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Okay. All right. It's Nick Fierro of the uh, Morning Call uh, at Nick Fierro on Twitter and um, the um, MCall dot com, and you read his work. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.